0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 992, How to Decide When to Use British or American English.
1: Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we get a great question from a listener in South Korea. How do you know when you should stick to American English or use British English? Well, it depends on a few things, and we'll find out what they are today. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer.
0: As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud
1: work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
0: Hey Lindsay, how are you? Very good, Michelle.
1: I'm feeling great. It's the beginning of August, and August is my favorite month. Is it because it's your birthday month?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or would it be your br- Or would it be your favorite <laughs> month anyway?
1: a little bit of both actually i just think it's a great it's like a month where a lot of people are on vacation and
0: you know you can relax
1: it's yeah, good that's true. it's a good month it's a solid that's month. true that's true
0: yeah. um um i have such a random question for you okay um do you have any good friends who are british I do. I have, over
1: the years, had good friends who are British. And then my best friend growing up in middle school was born in England. But mm-hmm. she really was pretty American because she ended up speaking with a very American accent because she was born there and then moved uh. here when she was like five or oh, four. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, so I studied abroad in London, I think I've mentioned. So I have a couple... Um, uh, recently, we lost touch touch a little bit, but when I went back, I did see uh, two of them. Um oh, cool. And I don't know. I've just always uh, – I, I, when I studied abroad in London, it was be- one of the best experiences I've ever had. And I, I've always loved the British culture. And I don't know. I think many Americans love the sound of the British accent. What do you think? Yeah. Country? I mean, I, I like it a lot. I think
1: it's really exotic sounding. I think I almost love the Australian accent better. Oh, cause it yeah. Sounds we've talked about this. I remember.
0: Yeah. But, I think both are. But I don't know. I think I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I like better. Maybe British. I don't know. I like them both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think that in general, like, Americans are, ve- are, ende- like, find it endearing. And I always say that I wish I had a British accent. <laughs> I really do. I like, I just think it sounds so cool and Australian too. So guys, we've done some episodes on, um, British English. So one of them is, uh, 690. I think it was like, guest episode about British phrases. So if you want to go on over there and listen to that one, that would be really great. Yeah, Yeah, that was a fun
1: guest episode because we had Dan who was who is, I believe, British and then his partner, his podcasting partner is is American. So they were comparing the two, I think, if I remember correctly. So guys, um. if yeah, it's cool. So you guys, you can access that right away just from the iOS app. You can just type 690 into the search bar. If you're inside the iOS app, get that at allersenglishcom forward slash bonuses.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome. So today we are getting into a listener question um, dealing with American and British English. So it's really interesting. Um, Lindsay, would you read the question for us?
1: Okay, so here we go. So, hi, Lindsay, Michelle, and Jessica. I can't believe I'm finally writing an email to you guys. I've been listening to your podcast and really enjoying it. This podcast is the best ever. Thank you for your enthusiastic, energetic podcast. By the way, I'm writing this email to ask one thing I'm really confused about these days. I've been learning English through your podcast, transcripts, and another online course materials, and these are all about American English. Mm. As I've studied using these things... I think I'm pretty comfortable with speaking American English, and my pronunciation definitely sounds American, like American English. But the problem is, when it comes to writing texts or emails, I keep feeling confused about the word I should choose between British and American, such as mum versus mom, or lift versus elevator, flavor with O-U-R versus O-R. Because the person I talk to most of the time use uses british english and i didn't want to seem wrong and the funniest thing is sometimes when i talk with a person who uses american english then i start to use american english i feel like i keep losing my identity (laughs) (laughs) could you give me some answers on how to deal with this thanks and lots of love from (laughs) Jihee from south korea and then also, she's asking if we have any plans to do an event in Korea, just like the Tokyo Power English Weekend in Japan. Wow, good question. She says she's jealous of our Japanese listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aww. well, I hope, Jihee, I hope you stay in touch and stay connected to All There's English to hear about it. If we do launch that show, you'll have to listen to find out. We'll see.
0: Awesome. Okay, okay. great. Okay. I love this question. <laughs> Yeah, this Um, is right up your alley, Michelle. It's right up your alley because you love British culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I love that you mentioned, you know, the identity here, right? It's, it's, it's just so good that you're thinking about these differences at such a high level. Like, it's not, oh, what are, what are the differences? But it's like, how should I use them? When should I use them? And, and, and that language is identity.
1: Oh, yeah. It sounds like this listener is really active with the language. Like, she's not just observing it from the outside. Oh, this yeah. listener is like really participating and, and swaying the accent back and forth depending on who they're talking to. So good.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it, and it's funny. It made me think of, so I was a theater major in college. Mm-hmm. And w- as a theater major, we spelled it with an R E, T H E A T R E. Okay. Oh. Um. I don't know why it was just like mostly spelled that way, unless so it was just that, me. That's that the, the br- British way. Okay,
1: that's the British spelling. Okay, what's the American spelling it's for that T-H-E-A-T-E-R. word?
0: It's T-H-E-A-T-E-R
1: uh-huh okay okay
0: so i i think it says re on my degree i'm not 100 percent sure but whenever i write <laughs> it i always write it with an re
1: um it that might have something to do with like academia probably. wanting to be more british or something i don't know probably something regarding academia and the traditions in academia
0: yeah, yeah. And and but whenever I ra- and like if I write movie theater, I'll do it E R. But for some reason when I say anything with the word theater, like to see a show or oh. talking about my major, I always do R E. And sometimes my friends make fun of me because I think it looks like, "Oh, I'm trying to be so fancy and formal." Right? <laughs> and it, so I try I've tried to stop it now. So that's what this made me think of, like switching the spelling depending on who your audience is.
1: Yeah, it's theater, not theater.
0: Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so this is interesting. So there are two, you know, major parts to this question that we'll talk about. So one is about spelling, you know, and one is more about just like word choice. Right. Okay. Um, so, um, talking about, I mean, imo- so there's a lot of overlap here, but, um, we have a few, uh, three step set of questions that you can ask yourself when you're deciding, you know, what should you do? Right. Should you use, if you know both of them, what should you use? Especially if you're more leaning towards one in your everyday life. Okay. Yeah. I like this. I like this. So let's answer this question for our listener here. Okay. So. Um, I don't know why i formatted it like that, but just um, the question, what is the first question um, that our listener could ask? Guys, we love your questions.
1: The best episodes come from your questions. So go over to the iTunes store or the app store, write us a review, and inside your review, ask a question. Also, let us know what you think about the show, and we'll read your name out loud on the show. Thanks, guys. Okay. So you could ask yourself for a listener, who is the audience? Who is in the audience? Who are we talking
0: to? Right. Are you talking to a friend? Are you talking to a coworker? Right. Who are you talking to? If the person is closer to you, I don't think you have to worry about changing to the British English. If you're talking to someone British, because I think that the person will understand. That you're mostly learning American English and, and I think they'll, they also think that the differences are endearing as well. I mean, I, I can't speak for all British people, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely have the, had the experience of talking to students, even just not just our students, our listeners, but also just friends that I have that are international people, right? Who have learned English in England or in Australia. And I hear that accent and it makes me smile. It's like, Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. This is kind of fun. Like, right. I, I see that this person – it becomes clear. Like, you know that this person is just learning a different accent because they're right. learning most mostly with British people or Australian people. It's kind of fun. Like, it's endearing, as you said, Michelle.
0: Right, right. Exactly. So, um, actually, we're talking about the vocabulary words as well here. So, it's kind of a yeah. – uh, so, we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. Sorry for that. Um, so, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, I always – for me, like not just with the spelling, but also with their conversation. So this is a vocabulary words part. So she, uh, so I think our listener mentioned lift and elevator. I mean, I always like oh, it yeah. when I'm talking to a British friends and they spell words like differently, or they say lift instead of elevator. And I would, I would not expect them to change to the American spelling. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of flexibility here. Yeah. But what do you think about in a, in a work situation?
1: You know, I think it probably depends on your work, but yep. if you're working in a place that is so narrow-minded, like, is, is this listener working in the U.S.? Did we, did we get no, that no, information? No, they
0: didn't, uh, t- they just mentioned that they talk to a lot of British people, it sounds like. Uh, correct us if we're wrong. Okay, but they're learning American English, right? Yes. yes and speak okay. with a mostly American English accent, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if you, I feel like, It'd be a very narrow-minded workplace if you said "lift" in an American like American context, and they said, "No, use the word elevator. We don't use British English here." That'd be right. I would I would uh, that'd be I would raise my eyebrows, and I would think about not working there. <laughs> because yeah, because clearly the- very closed off. Exactly, to the
0: other exactly. I mean, it may be a little bit different. I guess it depends what other people in the company do. Like, so if you, you know, if now you move to England, and you know y maybe you want to try and copy, you know, the way they speak a little bit. I don't know. It really depends. Or or if you're going to, especially for, you know, spelling maybe, if you're in, in a um, school where it's mostly British English, Um mm-hmm. you know, if one way is commonly used by everyone, maybe you would switch a couple things, but I wouldn't worry about it or think you're having an identity crisis or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, one
1: area that you guys are going to want to pay attention to this is on the IELTS exam, right? Because mm-hmm. the IELTS exam is given by IDP in Cambridge. So, it's a British exam, it, but it does cover, like, it is okay to use American English. But go over there to get the exact details on that because we have very specific instructions for you. If you go to IELTS.allearsenglish.com and type spelling into the search bar, you're going to find some great articles by Jessica Beck on that, on how to deal with this British versus is the American thing
0: on the IELTS exam. That is one area where you do want to
1: pay attention, okay?
0: Okay, great, great, great. So, what's the next question that our listeners can ask themselves in this situation? Okay, you can ask yourself, so what's the purpose of the writing conversation? Or the conversation, I
1: suppose. Okay. The conversation in general, right? Is it inform? Is this an informal text message? Are we emailing informally? Then go with the same rule as in number one and just think about appealing to your audience. Like think about that's what language is all about anyways, right? We talked about this and we mentioned speech writing. You got to talk to your audience.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like will this audience mind? Right. Yeah. If you switch the spelling, right. So are, is this, yeah, if you're informally text messaging a British friend of yours and you say, I have to call my mom and you didn't write mum, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I don't think most people would expect you to change it, right? So think, think of the audience. Think of what the purpose is. Is it formal or informal? I mean, or is it a presentation for work? Where yeah. most people are British. In that case, if you're making a formal presentation, maybe a PowerPoint, or if you're doing a school assignment, you might want to consider changing uh, it to be more uh, mm. British focused. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, you know, if it's that kind of situation, like a, a start to end presentation where you have a PowerPoint, yeah. I would say you probably want to choose one or the other and be consistent. Yeah. Yes. Because that, because it's going to be weird if your title slide says flavor with OR and the f- conclusion mm. slide says OUR, flavor. That's strange. So just choosing one and being consistent. But with text messaging, friends, you know, I mean, that's not, that's okay. Probably okay. As we said before.
0: Right. 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 And what's the last question, Lindsay, that we can ask ourselves?
1: Ask yourself, will this person get confused by, by the meaning? Having that like ability to empathize and get in the person's shoes and think, how are they going to receive this message?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think most of the time, um, you know, people know, you know, I think in general, people know some of the differences between spelling like O-U-R, R-E or whatever it may be, um, you know, but... If it's something that could really confuse someone, you may want to, you could potentially think about changing it. Like, so, I mean, the thing that came to my mind was like, Z and Z. I think they, mm. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Z is British. Uh, yeah, uh I, I've heard. Yeah, I don't know if it's British or just like, I I feel like... It's a different way of saying Z. I feel like maybe Canadians also. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But Zed is definitely another way of saying Z. So, you know, that's... If somebody says Zed to me, I've had it happen. That... It, like, for some reason, sounds, I mean, I know it, but it always kind of like makes me like, whoa, Zed, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not a huge deal, and I know what it means. So then there's also, uh, her British, it's like chips and crisps, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you could get the wrong order, right? If you're in a restaurant and you're ordering, you know, like, you, they, the waiter or waitress may be not thinking about that, right? So if you order yeah. crisps, you're getting potato chips, and if you're ordering chips, you're getting french fries.
1: Yeah, for sure. There are a lot of places where we want to make sure we want to say, okay, I'm in the U.S. now. I'm going to say soccer. And then, Hey, I'm in Europe now. I'm going to say football. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. the ability to, it's a, kind of a way of being a little bit bilingual, right? That's kind of cool.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So like if you're doing football or soccer, like if you're, you know, you might want to say American football to, you know, you yeah. could say that as well. That's fine too. Um, yeah. so, th- so those are, you know, some tips that we have for this situation. But what's the, what's the takeaway, Lindsay, today? I- I mean, yeah, don't let this be an identity crisis. This is not a deal breaker for you
1: as a language learner. Um, if people get confused, then they can ask you. And it's also kind of cool to be able to hold both in your mind and don't Mm. let, you don't need to say it's this, it's that, right? It's kind of like that's a form of intelligence being able to hold two contrasting like concepts in mind. And that also the ability to hold the two versions of the language could actually make it easier to learn another language, like a Mm. third language, like Spanish or Portuguese or whatever you want to learn, right? So don't feel like you have to choose in every situation, but this has been a good set of tips today michelle
0: right yeah thanks and um yeah i think really as far as with friends don't worry about it only time i'd really think about it is maybe for professional or educational purposes but you know don't don't make this like the biggest thing don't worry um if anything people find it endearing to talk about and hear the differences i think you know especially in social situations I agree,
1: Michelle. Really good and great question yes. And from our listener here from South Korea. And for all our listeners in Korea, keep listening to see if we do do any live events over there in Korea. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. That'd be so, awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you cool. for the question and have a wonderful day. All right, Michelle. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye.